Hey, Pac, before we get into today's episode, uh, this is Danny here. I forgot to plug this in the main episode. Um, if you're in Brisbane or you know anywhere in southeast Queensland, uh, I'm doing my show from this year's comedy festival's Hard Nut at the Sit Down Comedy Club this Sunday, 10th of December, 7 o'clock. There are a few tickets left, uh, not too many. So if you want to come down, uh, I would love to see you there. Um, buy tickets now at uh, go to um, standup.com.au. Attacking purposeful football all the time. Now we're going to have backs against the wall. We're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvelous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And foot back in front. I don't know about you guys, but if I see one bloke walking out of here, give the paddle back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. Inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal from inside the centre. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Pack, welcome to Danny Boyd. The final Danny Boyd for 2023. What a great year. Year of the dog, we will always know it as. I'm Danny McGinlay. Tom Boyd is with me. Hello, what a Tom. year it's been, mate. I mean, I can't even think back to some of the early conversations we had about the year ahead, the, you know, the litany of hope that we felt about the potential performance of our great club over the course of the, the, uh, the men's and the women's seasons. And I must say, we didn't get quite what we asked for going into the year. It was, um, it was a roller coaster, mostly down. Yeah. <laughs> coaster with with heavy gravity. I'm trying to think of some highlights. Um, we beat Hawthorne. Uh, that's always fun. That's, that's good. Yep. As a uh, as a as a, then we lost to them in the in the men's and the women's later on. But we beat them once, and that's pretty good. We beat Essendon on Friday night. That was nice. We beat a couple of teams we shouldn't have. Yeah, um, Carlton. That was good. That's right. We did Brisbane. Carlton. I feel we would have should have won the premiership in the men's. Yeah. And West Coast in the women's. Who and then we lost to everyone we shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's enough. There's our season review. There you go. That's it in a nutshell. We'll talk more in the Patreon episode, uh, which there might be another one for the, the rest of the year. We haven't decided yet. We're going to have an on-air meeting that. But we have not had this many requests for a guest for a long time. An absolute favourite. Freshly retired. So we're expecting her to be osh, off-leash. Osh-leash, yes. Uh, Rochelle Rocky Cranston, welcome to Danny Boyd. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. This is the perfect time to interview you because right now all of the ailments and issues that anyone has in their career is the most fresh. So, And you also have the first time in your life, I suppose, where you've got full autonomy over what you say and you don't have to worry about someone tapping you on the yeah, shoulder during the week. Yeah, what are you going to do? Is there a media manager for the AFLW who's like watching your every move? Oh, I reckon maybe, but what are they going to do? Oh, no, no, now you're fine. Yeah, I, I remember doing – uh, some SEN with Adam Cooney just after he retired, and oh. he was yeah he went <laughs> buck wild. <laughs> he was just it goes so both happy. ways though because like I've spoken to a lot of ex players, particularly guys who are in sort of leadership positions, and they still sound the exact same when they retire as when they're playing because there's such a heavy like lean on them to be picture perfect, mm-hmm. and then they just sort of buy into that character. And they keep going and they can't seem to shake it when they've finished. I don't, it doesn't strike me that was ever really an issue for you. I've never really been picture perfect. I've always spoken my mind. Probably got me into a bit of trouble though. So. Good. 
Good. That's what we want. I still here. want to do something in football, though. So, <laughs> what, yeah. What do, you, what do you want? To sell yourself. What job do you want? I don't know. I think I have. We need a coach. In terms of uh, coaching, I my job is CrossFit coaching, so I think that's something I really enjoy, and I think I have a lot to give in the football sense. So, I might ease up a little if I want to work in football anymore. <laughs> See, I feel like this is one of the great opportunities as we continue to grow the AFLW is to just continue to shine the light on the characters that make up. Hell the yeah. Because in the men's, we're at a point where there's so much money and so much pressure involved that they're never going to give you the full window into who they are because, quite frankly, if they did, it would be worse off for them than, than the otherwise. But I feel like we're, we're in the position still in the W where they, there's an opportunity just to shine the, the characters through and give us a real sort of insight into who these people are that are playing our great game. Yeah. So, Rocky, tell us – let's go for the start. Where'd you grow up? Oh, God, all over the place. Um, Why all over the place? Family from New Zealand, so lived there growing up and then moved back here. So born here, New Zealand, moved back here. Um, then I was in Maryborough, Maryborough for a while. Ah, so good Del Vadova country. Yeah, yes, exactly. Went to school mm. with him. I ran into a kangaroo up in Maryborough not that long ago. Oh, look, you probably run into a few there. Yeah. Do you know Carl Chandler? This no. is just for the comedians out there. Okay, no. cool, play on. So move on. That's all right. There's a, um, a, yep, so play on. Maryborough um, went to Ballarat to chasing women's footy, actually, so for North Ballarat. What year was that? Oh, God, you're pushing me there. Mm, no idea. Ballpark? What, uh, probably 13, 14 years ago now, okay. so a little while. Showing my How old age. are you now? I don't want to talk about it. How old are you now? I'm older than <laughs> 30, you. 34. 34. Yep. Yeah. You're younger than boy. Older, older than boy to younger in than the, me. In the middle. Um, yeah. <laughs> so from Ballarat, um, moved to Geelong and then played for North Geelong and then Cats VFO and got drafted to Melbourne. Geelong AFL and then Bulldogs, so sort of gone around. Yep. One of the main questions we got from our listener mail, I'll just say it now, uh, uh, what was the best club to play for? Bulldogs. And that did come from Nikki from <laughs> West Footscray, whose last name is Callanan. <laughs> so a lot of pressure <laughs> Nikki, on that one. Mum, <laughs> mum, yeah, no, like I'm very vocal about that. I had the most fun at the Bulldogs. Is that for real? You're not, you're not for just, real. You're just blowing smoke? You to ask no. anyone that. You should hear her what she says on the Geelong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a lot of love for Geelong. I, had a, I learnt a lot in Melbourne, so I had different phases of my football career, but the most fun I had was at the Bulldogs. Um, they were they gave me a second chance as well. Like I'll be forever grateful for that and um, met some great people. But, yeah, I'm pretty lucky that I played at three Great clubs, um, but Bulldogs was my favourite. And which was your least favourite? And you can't lose here because as Dogs fans, we hate the Demons and we hate the Cats. It's a hard one because – so Melbourne I found – difficult because I was still like not quite fit enough, still losing weight. No, 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 not about you. We want to hear about those horrible, what's wrong with them. I'm getting there. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I'm getting there. I, f- I felt like I probably didn't have much fun at Melbourne. It was very ser- like serious, but hey, look, they're a great team and got some flag under their belt. So Now they do. Yeah. They were serious for a long time before they were any good. Yes, <laughs> in all In all facets of the game. Um, and then I loved Geelong. Like I lived and breathed Geelong. I lived there. I loved it. But the way it ended, I really got a bad taste in my mouth from that. So um, I think in the end, least favourite would be Geelong okay. purely because of how it ended. And yep. it um, didn't really – yeah, it didn't really sit well how that all ended. But For, those, you, for those of you who, for, of us who don't know that story so explicitly, what I was the – I sort of got blindsided with getting delisted. Um well, yeah, I wasn't wasn't expecting it. Like, uh, probably every other year of my career, I've always been worried about getting a contract, and that that was probably the one year that I was like, "Oh no, I think I'm okay." Like, 
Um, I was leading goal kicker. Look, we had a terrible year, but um, yeah, sort of got blindsided with a. I had already been diagnosed with kidney disease, and so I was going through that. And then they were like, "You're not fit enough. We're delisting you." And at that point, oh, I was grim. I was probably weren't like fit as for me. That was my two f- my fittest I'd ever been was at Geelong, and then yeah, they sort of just pulled out the you're not fit enough we're delisting we don't have a contract for you i hear this story way too many times across all different competitions why do you think that clubs are so bad at um that delivering news like the, yeah. the hard one to have because you know I, I haven't been in that position admittedly but i always felt like if i was going to not play there the next year i'd want to know as soon as possible to start yeah. being a, begin to make plans but so often it's left right to the last minute everyone's surprised and then it's really difficult to take yeah, the next so, step. Well, I played every game that year. Like, I was never, like, not up for selection. And, like, um, yeah, leading goal kicker for the two years. And, like, not there was many, but hey, we, yeah, we yeah. were just hey, so leading bad. Leading goal kicker, let's <laughs> leave it at that. Um, yeah, yeah. No one cares about the number. Yeah, yeah well, they, just just, they didn't have an award then anyway, so I never really got anything for it. It's called the Rocky Cranston yeah, Medal. That's it. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, it was sort of just, like, blindside. I did get this weird feeling... On the last game we played up at Gold Coast, my head coach um, gave me a hug before the game and said, I just want you to enjoy this. Oh, no. And I went, oh. what is going on here? No. And I was like, they're going to fucking deal with me. <laughs> That's the kiss of death. <laughs> yeah. That's what that is. That's and the I, hug of death. And I was like, I actually played a really good game, kicked two goals, and I was like, yeah, well, I bloody did. And I was like, I think that's the last time I'll play with a Geelong jumper on. And yeah, it was. So, yeah, it's yeah. just, it happens too much. It's just like, well, what, there's no good way to be sacked. Yeah. No. Well, there is, There's, but there's worse ways. There's I guess. W- there is varying degrees of bad when you get sacked. For, because... Like, we've spoken about a few times on this podcast about Mitch Wallace's exit from the board. Totally. Mm. Toby McLean. Worst, po- worst possible scenario where you don't get told until the end of trade period yeah, and you yeah, get yeah. sort of lingered on about, oh, well, you might get a deal and then you don't and then mm. you don't have a choice and then your career's over. Yeah. And, and you like, don't get to say goodbye the way you want to or... Well, I tell, just, this, I tell this to people all the time, right? So I got to do a retirement speech. Yeah. It went for all of, like, three minutes. And I it, didn't it even do one. I just it, cried. Well, I, and it essentially... <laughs> All that I touched on was like, you know, thanking the people that were there. And then I made a gag about, you know, the sound. No, it was a gag. It was a good gag. Yeah, go on. No, I said, um, for, those, for, for those of you who are in the room, um, I need you all to understand you're the reason I lasted as long as I did, but not the reason I'm leaving. Yeah. And to the players, if you're thinking about renegotiating your salary, now would be a good time because I just put two million bucks back <laughs> yeah. in the cap. And like, nice. that is like, and all I wanted to do was make it like, make sure people knew I was, it was like, you know, I appreciated them. And then I wanted to make sure that it was a happy moment because I was choosing to retire. Mm-hmm. But most of my teammates who deserved it far and beyond what I deserved to get that um, moment in time never got it. Yeah. And it usually it happens because for one of two reasons, it's either the player's not, you know, realistic enough about where they're at and they're not willing to accept the fact that, well, you know, maybe I'm not up to it anymore or perhaps my current position in the list doesn't sort of pay respect to where the club is at. And then the other side of it is the club just doesn't tell them early enough yeah. and they just get scared or, you know, through fear or embarrassment, they just don't tell players early enough. And I, it really does my head in because it's such an important moment. And it is, to your point, 
like the reason why you said from from the words that you just said about Geelong being the club that you liked the least is just because of that yeah. moment and the way they did it. Mm-hmm. And that's happened thousands of times. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking, why isn't there a a tradition of everyone who's been delisted and didn't get another contract do a do a lap of honour before mm. round one, yeah, just absolutely. so the fans get a chance to mm-hmm. say, goodbye. say goodbye? Would you have done that? Obviously, you wouldn't have done it because you were playing for the dogs. Yeah, well, I was still getting bloody invited to past player events for Geelong. I was like, oh, really? yo, I'm still playing. <laughs> Leave me alone for a few more years. But I would love that if, if like, oh. Toby McLean got to, who yeah, is one of my something. all-time favourites, mm. criminally underrated player, been on the pot a few times, but I genuinely do love him. And even, like, because I'm still a bit bitter about that as a fan, seeing Jordan Croft get the number 16, of course, it's his dad's number, just, I'm still going, nah, I'm not happy. Nah, yeah. Nah, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't had a chance to grieve or say goodbye yet. And, and the, like, my my opinion is the clubs and the professionalism of football that you know in terms of where it is now they stand behind and they hide behind that fact well this is a business yeah but it's not a business when you're trying to convince young players to stay at your club and you're telling them they have to be loyal and they all should be appreciative and you know gracious for the opportunity and i'm not saying they shouldn't be but you can't play that off against the fact that you will treat them like shit and just yes. throw them out like garbage at the end yeah. and then pretend like it's all okay by inviting them to ex or to hey, past plays oh events. We're know. a family around here when it suits yeah. us. No, no, we're our family. Just, you know how many families are dysfunctional in the world? <laughs> like, I always get this, people go, we're a family. You don't want to be a family. You want to be a high-performing <laughs> high team, yeah. Things okay at home, Tom? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mine's good, but <laughs> there's plenty of Not families out there that aren't, you know. <laughs> So you grew up all around there. Mm-hmm. You get to the now the D. So how old were you when you when you drafted oh God, there? I've been like twenty seven. But you're in the first season. Yeah, so I've yeah, start, cool. started at the start. Yep. So what what number pick were you in that? Twenty four, which was a <laughs> shock ridiculous. to me. I was no, I was like not. I wasn't expecting to go early at all, if at all. And I didn't chat to Melbourne, so I had chatted oh, wow. to a lot of other clubs. How and big was the, the draft that year? I think it was like. I don't know. Lammy went like 142 or something ridiculous really? like that. Yeah, or she was. But it's always hard to know, right? Because there's like, it, it's the sort of like, there's all the rounds and then you get to the end and they start skipping and like clubs start skipping well, their pick and they then it keeps going. They didn't have many skips in the first one. I know. 140 seems like. Heaps. It was first because it was the first one ever. Yeah, like yeah. There but was this was, so this was after the exhibition. Yeah, so we only yeah. had eight teams. So yep. you have like, I didn't even know how many we had on the list then. But. Yeah, it was just the biggest draft ever because it was the first one. Yeah, of so course. and it's from all age groups, I suppose. As yeah, well, right. and then like there was only a few skips, I think, because maybe Adelaide picked up Perko as a free agent and stuff like that. So there was only a couple of girls that went to the draft that didn't get picked up. Like and everyone was getting picked up. I, wonder, I heard something. My brain is telling me something uh, that the only reason we got Ellie Blackburn is because we got pick two, and it was like we, you know, if we got pick one, we would have had Erin Phillips. And was it no, was a toss no. of a coin well, or something? Yeah. So that was pre-draft. So you had priority signings oh, and yeah, marquee yeah. players. And I yeah. imagine they would have been in the, that realm. Was there a toss of the coin somewhere? It might have oh, It might have been. I don't know how they figured out that first order of how they picked their marquee players. There's been a few gimmicks. Because oh, I wasn't in that. I've done with the draft over the years. Because like, we're in the age now of like draft night trades and or whatever yeah. and all the points and stuff. But yeah. I was still remember in my years it was the the, the mini draft, which was the two 17-year-olds who could be taken and they were allocated to either the Giants or, or Gold Coast, but they could be traded away. And it was like Jesse Hogan and Jack Martin <laughs> and Jake Stringer was like maybe going to do it, but then he broke his leg. Like, And that was when Jager was taken, I think, in that um, mini draft. And it was like – the AFL will just try anything to make oh, this yeah. this stuff interesting because for the most part the draft is extraordinarily boring. Oh, totally, 
It's, you, you get excited seeing, you know, people, people you know, know. We, we pick uh, Rochelle Cranston. <laughs> Did you have that? Did you have all your fa- friends around no, you watching No, it? not really. I didn't take it on because I wasn't expecting to get drafted. <laughs> and then I think Where was Lily, it held? Um, oh, in Foot, no, not in Footscray, in Docklands. I think at like. Exhibition Centre? Maybe. It was at like an. <laughs> Go on, you, you remember the AFLW's budget back then? It was, yeah, no, it was. Gil McLaughlin's cab. It might have been at like NAB <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, it could have been, yeah. yeah. I think it was. That would have made sense. The banks would have been behind it. Yeah. <laughs> It could get, yeah, get something behind it, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I remember I could tell you if I drove past it, but it was a whirlwind, and I don't really. Yeah, I was just not expecting much. I think Lily Mithin's dad was filming me because I was there with Lily and a few other Geelong girls. So, Boydie, Maddie Boyd, not you, <laughs> Uncle, <laughs> um, and Lily. We were all played for North Geelong, and we all got picked up at Melbourne. So we all went to Melbourne. So it was pretty. Cool. And, but I was the first one to go, and like wasn't expecting to. They picked like Lily and Boydie to go before me. So yeah. And all right, so you did all that. You played. Did you, you say know, Maddie Boyd? Maddie Boyd. I yep. thought she said Matty Boyd. So did Maddie I. I'm Boyd. going. You mean Keith? Is that Matt, yeah, I'm Matt, like, Maddie Boyd. This is Madeline, Madeline Boyd. Boyd. Yep. So she's played for. So she started at Melbourne. She went to GWS. She then came to Geelong with me, and then now is at St Kilda. You know, Boydy, uh, Tom Boyd, you sitting there. Yeah, um, you one? know now that some, if some Herald Sun or Fox Footy journalist is listening to this, there will be tomorrow on their Facebook the 18 best Boyds and where they play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will never get over the cringeworthy headlines that my name has caused over the years because okay. when I was getting drafted, it was um, a Boyd in the hand is worth two in the bush. No, no, even no. worse. It was. Worse. It was. So I was. I was coming back off an ankle injury, and I, it was. They were essentially saying, "Oh, you might play in the the grand final in the TAC Cup," and the headline was Boyd Boyd by grand final opportunity. Oh, oh that's no. fantastic! That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> oh, I was. Idiot. I was very impressed. I was very impressed. That's, that's pretty stuff. good. Yeah. Say what you like about the the Murdoch media; they do a good pun mm. headline. Oh, it was so funny. Speaking of the media, this is a bit of a, a divergence, but I was watching a clip today of Damian Barrett, who actually lives around here. I see him a bit. He said he was saying today. Oh, I was listening to the NFL guys talk about how the media gets access to them after a game, and um, you know you can basically go and talk to any player that you want to. And the AFL just do such a bad job of it. Like, imagine if we could talk to everyone and we I was have like... Roaming Brian. Imagine, yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine if you guys, like, did nice articles about players. Yeah. You might actually, they wouldn't want to talk to you anyway. Yeah. Everyone would be like, come go into the showers. Yeah. Like... Well, they, in America, they have that thing where, like, one guy from the, the Baltimore... Herald Ravens? Sun or whatever. Yeah, no, but oh. he will cover the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. He travels They're everywhere. They're called beat, beat Reporters. That's the one. Oh, yeah. cool. That's it. And but it's, we've talked about this before, right? So every club, in our opinion, for the AFL should have their own journalist. Yeah. So who gets, you know, more access, first breaking news, can do more character pieces, can be around the club more. Like we would, you know, we'd probably advocate for Steve-O just based on he's a Hell big yeah. Bulldog supporter. But what you'd get out of that is you'd get an actual relationship with the media from the club instead yeah. of this combative thing where everyone's like fighting against each other mm. when, to but be honest, everyone's on the same. Would Steve-O, say, say we get Steve-O for this, would he work for the Bulldogs or does he work for, you know, the No, no, it'd be like getting like a licence or like a access pass. But what if he writes a, a negative, you know, yeah, but that's the, that's his choice, right? Because the so club, the club would it be? that's what I'm saying. You want tension between them, but you want them to basically have some skin in the game that says ah. if you if you stuff us over, then you're not going to get the access mark that you would otherwise would have gotten. So you need to 
build it. And look, he doesn't like it that anyway. That's true. Like yeah. he's quite he's, he plays softball a lot of the time, Steve. And then when he has to go hard, he goes hard, right? So it'd be like the relationship between in, if you've ever watched West Wing, uh, CJ Craig and certain journalists within the press corps. You're both staring at me so blankly. Oh, I've watched House of Cards, and I know what you're talking about. House of Cards. It's the exact same. I'm a very old man, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, let, so, uh, you went there, Melbourne. It was awful. There are a bunch no. of toffs. We don't <laughs> like them. Uh, no, this 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 is me. I don't like them. <laughs> Um, then the cats. You'd say we. Uh, yeah, so, as it, you hate them as well, Boyd. I don't. Do. Yeah, we. Yeah. We, okay, we. Yeah. we at Danny Boyd no. Inc. <laughs> are not fans of the Melbourne Demons. No. Uh, in any way. In any way. No. Nah, and they're up for a big preseason. <laughs> <laughs> what, wait, what do you got? Season they've had. What do you? Well, it's Clayton oh, Oliver tattooed his foot again. No, they just got. I've never seen a club get baked so hard. For oh like yeah, three we three weeks <laughs> postseason. It was. Hilarious. We did talk about that in the last episode. Then you go to the cats and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Then you come to the dogs. Genuine question mm, yep. from uh, Danny from Northcote. Um, what cultural differences did you notice at uh, at Whitnoval compared to um, Casey and Cadinia? Um, mainly the fun. Like the fun aspect of football was back. Like I'd lost a lot of love for football. Even that last year at the cats, it was a really – difficult year and I've just gone through a difficult year with the Bulldogs and it was very different so the girls bond is really strong um so much fun like probably sometimes too much fun but like that so was it not this year but last year we were made finals but we were still just having a ball of a time and that's probably the biggest difference for me I just started to enjoy myself again mate I'll just correct you there made finals and were robbed Oh, right. Yeah. But we were always robbed. Always. Uh, No, but sometimes more robbed than others. And that was particularly uh, painful, Mm. that one. You have a kidney disease. I do. What, what, (laughs) what, what have you got? This is, this is huge. It is. Um, So I, uh, chronic kidney disease. I'm at stage five. There's only five stages. So what (laughs) is that? So is it terminal? Is it? Yeah. it's, there's no cure for it and essentially, yeah, I guess I'm dying, but Holy. I'm lucky enough to have kidney disease that you can go on dialysis and the machine does your roll of your kidney for you and right. then wait for a transplant. Oh, okay. So you're on a list. Yes. Well, well, not yet. So I'm getting activated now. So I'm going through all the stuff that I've got to get a tube put into my stomach so I can connect to a machine that will do the roll of my kidney, but on the outside of the body. Mm. Um, I've got to do that. I'll start two times a day and then it'll go to four times a day. How long for? 30-minute sessions each time. So that's not too bad. If I do it overnight, it's like eight hours. Um, So it'll just depend on what I've got on that day. If I've got like to do something, I'll probably have to do it overnight. But I'm really lucky with I own CrossFit Geelong. I own the business. I coach like 9, 15, 12, 15, 5 and 6. So I've got all these... Windows, yeah. Windows to do it and do all my admin work. It, doesn't, so. it sort of like doesn't make a lot of sense really when you talk – like I've got kidney disease at stage five out of five. Yeah. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've won. You've what clocked do I it. Get? got the green jacket on <laughs> I or do the gold jacket. Well. I do things well. And then you're also um, still capable of obviously being extraordinarily active in your job. Well, is, that, are they, is it something you have to sort of be has, careful of? Uh, it's gotten increasingly difficult, obviously, why I had to retire. So I got diagnosed in 2019 when I was at the Cats. What's it called? Chronic kidney disease. Oh, right. There's yep, no... there's no oh, CKD. It's Rochelle Cranston syndrome. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there's so many different... <laughs> You've got a metal <laughs> and a disease named Artie. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so glad you're laughing because I'm being Oh, I'm I have to because it's... Um, if you don't laugh, you'll cry, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so diagnosed 2019. I... Um, was probably the fittest I'd ever been. Like I'd worked really hard on that. But 
lost vision in my left eye, which was like a, what? What's going on here? I was having a kick of the footy and my depth perception was just off. And I went like this, put my cub in my right eye. And I couldn't see out of my left and I was like... Were you seeing blur or just... Like it was just all blur, like almost black. Yeah, okay. So then I went to the hospital or I went to the doctor, got a blood test and they were like, (laughs) your kidney function is at 20%. You need to go to hospital. I was in hospital for two weeks. Um, My blood pressure was 240 over 160. I never know what that so means. It's meant to be, <laughs> so it's meant to be 120 over 80. That's everyone? So yeah. it's yeah. half. That's healthy. Is, so is mine was 240 over 160. So that's for someone having Double. a stroke. Oh, wow. Like they were like, ah. Uh. So, so is it twice as much pressure or half as much no, pressure? No, I was like my blood pressure. I had, had maybe f- years and years of undiagnosed high blood pressure, which attacks your kidneys, uh. which is one of the causes. And I So was, you didn't copper an elbow? No, no, no. Okay. I've had a, uh, this has been a thing that obviously been happening slowly and I just hadn't realised. Um, but I, my blood pressure got so high that it popped the blood vessels behind my eye. Okay, um, I'm going to go even dumber <laughs> here. What high blood pressure? Does that mean it's just cursing through your veins like I, I really think, fast? I think so. I think essentially it's just like your blood, uh, your heart is just working overtime, and you're just. I'm always running at this high rate that I would have been years at that. Before and you wouldn't I have even noticed because you're no, an athlete. And I was fit as um, I was also on a high protein diet, which high protein diet is notoriously bad for kidney disease. So now I'm on like. Nothing, no protein, which what? sucks. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> it sucks for an athlete. So I really struggle with that. Sucks for any human. Yeah, well, that's you're always hungry because my diet is pretty much carbs and fats. But yeah, I spent two weeks in hospital. Um, they put me on all these meds to try and lower my blood pressure and then said, look, you've got stage 4B chronic kidney disease. So I got diagnosed at the very end. Um, wasn't sure what footy was going to look like. Um, I don't make any red blood cells anymore. I'm anemic. <laughs> It's like all oh, all these things. So, yeah, so I was just slowly declining. I'm at about 12% now. So I've lasted longer than I thought, but I'm just not fit at all. Like I can't oh, yeah, you I can't terrible. do anything. Yeah, yeah. well, I've seen I your do Instagram. Okay. You look awful. I do okay. I've, I think the fact that I worked really hard those first few years and I had a good base and I love gym. Like that's my main passion i'm always trying to work out even though it's really difficult so i think i had a good base but yeah i just couldn't the last pre-season i was running and i wasn't hitting any of the times and i was like what is going on and i was absolutely cooked just running a lap so i spoke to the club and then i had another specialist appointment and they're like yeah your function's getting really low now that you're stage five and you're you've got to start dialysis soon so i wasn't even expecting to get through that season or play any games then we had the ordeal of the our club doctor wasn't happy with me playing at all. So that was a I was like knocking our head against the brick wall there. This isn't Doc Zimmerman. No, no. Um, the, although they the did, coach. yeah, they did work hand in hand a bit, and it was all they're not specialists mm. in kidney disease, yeah. and it's no one else has really done it. Like no one's tried to play with kidney disease, so um, I had to start. My potassium levels were too high, so I was at risk of having a heart attack. So I had to get on this disgusting drink. I've seen this on your socials. Oh, my God. You have to drink it every, every day. day. And towards... It looks like... I don't know what bile looks like. Oh, it's pretty it close. Looks, <laughs> it looks like that. It's. I uh, liken it to if you went to the beach and got a cup and <laughs> scooped it in the sand and you had mainly sand. That's what I'm drinking. And that's what it tastes like. Too. It's, it's not as bad as I thought. No, it's... Oh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds better than bile. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's <laughs> no. not that. Not quite that bad, there, but... Um, 
is there so how does how does this work in terms of your relationship with the clubs and the league obviously that you played in? Are they sort of still providing any support? Or yeah, access? no, they were good. Um, it was obviously a struggle. I had to go through, so I missed five games purely from we didn't have a waiver sorted. So I had to go through the AFLPA, wow. and um, we got the AFLPA lawyers helped me. They were great. Um, so we had to get this waiver sorted. There was a little That's bit never on the injury list. N- no, <laughs> it doesn't have permission. Well. That was one thing that it was. Our insurance won't let her. It wasn't play. coming out. Why everyone was like, "Where's Rocky? Why yeah, is she not we, playing?" We were getting questions yeah. as well. Yeah, and um, that's why I sort of made the video in the end because I was like, "Look, here you go. That's why I'm not playing." Like, um, and even the commentators. I spoke to Jason Bennett the other day at the W Awards, and he was like, "Look, we were just sort of getting told you're ill, you're ill, you're ill." And then you'd come in, like I did come in one week and then I got omitted the next week, but I failed my blood test. Oh. So, yeah, there was a lot going on behind the scenes. And What does failed your blood test? You didn't have enough red blood cells? No, or? so every week I had to get a blood test. One week I had to get four because my potassium levels. So I had to be under 5.2. I was six. So that's like... <laughs> Is potassium a performance enhancing? No, not at all. Element. Potassium, it's so if I have too much, it's sort of the risk of a heart attack. Oh, okay. So yeah. the lower. She did say that before. Yeah. I know, I know. But <laughs> the lower, the better. No, no, anything that I, like nothing I was taking was perform enhancing. I wish. No, this sort of, this whole thing sounds like the opposite <laughs> of performance. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't even know. Actually, now that I've stopped like going to footy training and I'm like, how I don't even know how I did that. I don't know how I got through training. And then a lot of the girls would probably attest to how I looked and they were mm. like, geez, <laughs> you're right. And I was like, no, but I'm here and I fronted up. I didn't miss too many sessions. Um, but, yeah, I definitely didn't get the best out of myself like I would have in the oh, I would say you, you did get the best yeah. out of yourself. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was there. But your, your best was just not where yeah, it was previously. But it's just, it was just frustrating because I, I knew how good I could have been, but I just never got to be there. I don't know. It was tricky. How has the, um, the experience been of sharing this stuff with other people? Because um, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of social causes, I suppose, mm. within the world today. Um, you know, having gone through some mental challenges myself and then coming out and talking about it mm. and sort of finding the pitfalls and promises that, that you can run into along the way. How's your experience been? Yeah, I've always been pretty open about talking about stuff like this and um, it probably took me a while. I probably sort of didn't give it enough credit when I first got diagnosed because I felt so good then. Like I felt fine and I was mm. like, ah, whatever. And But now I'm getting towards the end and I how bad I feel and like I always got, I've got brain fog, like I'm always tired, I'm wrecked all the time like even walking up a flight of stairs i'm like oh my god this sorry, is so hard. sorry we're on the first story <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't tell we would have done it downstairs <laughs> we're in boydie's mansion and, and she had to go take up four escalators yeah, yeah. Yeah. well if there were escalators we would have been oh, yeah, like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> where's the elevator but um yeah just little things like i just probably took it for granted and now that i'm like i'm quite sick it's yeah it's Good to talk about, though. How, how, how common is it? Is there a – I mean, I imagine, like, everything with enough people, there's – It's so common, but it's just so undiagnosed because, like, I just got diagnosed so late because there's no symptoms. Mm. Like, you just wouldn't know. Like, if So, you got, how could you know? If you went to the bathroom a lot at night, you could have kidney disease. If you've got foamy urine, kidney disease. If you eat too much protein and, like, you're not – like, if – so, some people – gym goers they'll eat like 1.8 grams of protein for body weight that's too much and it's like attacking your kidneys so there's lots of different ways it can happen 1.8 grams is too much no per body oh, per so gram. Like right. if you're smashing protein smashing protein and even working out too much can affect 
So all the things that I was doing, yeah, can just affect your kidneys. But it's probably more – I think I read somewhere the other day that it's more common than breast cancer. Oh, wow. And Is it genetic? It can be, yep. Um, I don't like that me. Ken word you use. It, it's just like there's so many different <laughs> causes. Like it can be too much protein. It can be high blood pressure. It can be um, cancer of the kidney. Like there's so many different ways. So this you can is get why it. it's called chronic kidney yeah. disease because it's everything. It's literally so many different uh, yeah. it's, ways. It's uh, it, yeah. yeah. See, and this so um, appreciating there's no like the symptom thing is hard to get a handle mm. on. Is there? Like, have you found that there's an education process going on around people getting somehow checked or tested at some um, stage so in their life? I or follow an Instagram on Kidney Australia. They're doing a lot of stuff on it, and like, um, they're doing a lot of. Um, oh my god, what I'm looking for. Uh, I've gone blank. But they're doing a <laughs> raising lot of awareness. Stuff. Yeah, raising awareness, and I'm done. Started doing a bit of work with them as well. I, um, they shared my video and stuff, and they were really happy because there's just no kidney awareness at all like people just don't realize it's no, I, yeah i know we've got two of them yeah, yeah well so th- so my i've only got one that works so when you get a kidney transplant they just keep them both in and then you just get a third one added oh, which really? i was like only just found that out i was like that's crazy do you know you should this is a weird fun fact i know about an australian performer uh michaela bannis uh, she has three. She was born with three. There you go. Well, give me one. Ask, yeah, exactly, Michaela. <laughs> what are you doing? You only need three. You only need one. So, yeah, <laughs> I need I need one. <laughs> and you say one's working at twelve percent. Is that the one yep. that's not working, or the one that is? No. So one is pretty much just gone, gone, and the other one's at twelve percent function. So oh, yeah, not much left. But wow, should we? I think once you get down to about ten to eight percent, you've got to start dialysis. Um, it's good to start dialysis with a little bit of function left because. You can still go to the bathroom and stuff mm. like that. So when your function's gone completely, you won't go to the bathroom anymore. I was like, just learned that the other day too. Yeah. <laughs> so what does dialysis actually look like? Is it? Is well, it's it- a couple of different ways you can do it. So I think you can do hemodialysis, which is they build like a vein in your arm and you inject into that. It's a little bit heavier and harsher on your body. I'm going to do PD dialysis, which is peren- perinatineal dialysis which mm, okay. will go into my stomach with a tube but the tube and what's the machine is it next to a, a, like so there's two different ways you can do a machine and the bags all connected to that or you can do a gravity fed one that mm. will black on it like an IV it's essentially yeah. filtering your blood right Ish. yeah so it does you can put two liters That's in what your kidneys do, yeah right? it two liters in to filter it all out and then it gets rid of the toxins and you drain two liters out this is why it's so i feel it's that that's the big challenge of it it's just such a large amount of blood that you have to yeah I have no idea. You know, I should know that because I need someone with the same blood type to give me a kidney. So, well, they're not going to give you the wrong one. I hope. No, no, no. (laughs) It's not going to be your call. Be like, oh, do you want this one? Uh, I don't know what blood type I am. Doc Zimmerman's not an expert. Okay, maybe ask someone else. I'd ask him. (laughs) (laughs) How how would imagine, boy? You're going into to CrossFit Geelong to have. You've heard that this is the best, uh, you know, CrossFit session you can have. You go in and and the the owner of the gym's like, yep, be with you in a sec. Just having dialysis. Yeah. Well, I've going to do it in the back office. I probably yeah. won't do it no, out no. on the floor. See, I, I, think I, you should, I think you should do it on the floor. Like yeah, once, you're, once you're comfortable. Because yeah. like, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this going, you know, I think um, maybe not so much on the awareness side other than the work that you're doing, but mm. I feel like you should tell this story to people. I mean, I speak at a lot of different businesses yeah. and I think they're craving some real-life stories of people whose life has been thrown a genuine piece of adversity that yeah. they've had to deal with. 
Um, because so much of us go through life and we're like, oh, well, this little thing happened and it upset my whole week. Yeah. We, we don't know how to deal with it, right, until you do. And then yeah. ideally you can deal with more stress. And it, it feels like you've been through so much whilst playing football at the, the mm. highest level that you can and, you know, not to mention living a life and running a business and all mm. those sorts of things as well. I think it's a story worth telling because yeah. I think people should should know about what you've been through and yeah. one of my what friends is always at me to write a book and she said I should call it In Between a Rock and a Hard Place. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> talk to hey, talk to this guy. He's got some good uh, leads on oh, they, they the the speaker's circuit. Ah, oh, okay. you get on that. You're the afternoon speaker. You talk about being an elite footballer with 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 Rochelle Granson syndrome. Mm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> there's no one else doing that. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much I don't true. know. I don't know if there'd be many athletes doing it. Um, no, no, it it's good coin. Yeah. So, so and, uh, cash. and cash. maybe this is like this is just like the commercial side of my brain working. That's now. right. That's why we I'm love like, you. For you, like this is the perfect thing that you could. You know, the niche. There's a story to talk about. Um, you know, either write the book or get someone to help you write it. Mm. Now, I wrote it myself, which was mainly a. Oh like, God, I, I could was, not. Yeah, yeah. It depends, <laughs> no. depends what you want to do. Um, but also, you know, it, it's it is one of the most enjoyable. And I think, look, Danny, obviously, the comedian side of things is you're able to go out and speak to all these different crowds and, and do your your show. And it is one of the funnest things you could ever do, like meeting all these people and telling them a story that is useful. Or in Danny's case, you know, making them laugh. <laughs> yep. Which hey, is also useful. It's a by the very way. useful story. <laughs> I have at the moment about my uh, what's my current gear just about being bald uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so I mean in Danny's good shows he makes people laugh <laughs> <laughs> oh were you at Mooney Valley Raceway for my corporate on Friday um, <laughs> anyway no I know <laughs> someone who would have been that <laughs> um, um, but yeah in all seriousness I think you've got an incredible story yeah. I would encourage you to tell it because I can just imagine you hosting these events at your um, God, better work your CrossFit speaking. <laughs> oh, but see you get someone to help you you're talking I'll just like it, you're too. talking now oh, people yeah. I'll ask you all it. these questions again Oh yeah, great. Yeah. All right, let's and go then, on tour. And then imagine this. This is where we get to, right? Yeah. You are hosting it at your CrossFit um, gym, yeah. And you're sitting there getting dialysis, getting interviewed by Danny. <laughs> that is like well, the CrossFit that's class hardcore. going on in yeah, the yeah. background. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's hardcore. That's or no, you're just sitting there just. Yeah. <laughs> and if they if there's a bidding war for your interview, which there will be, which there will be, uh-huh. you say, "All right, Caro. All right, Barrett. All right, <laughs> Eddie Maguire. Whoever." You have to get through a CrossFit session. Oh, I while would I'm on put dialysis. them through some pain. Yes. Oh. Yeah, and, oh mate, charge charge ten bucks for footy fans to come and Took watch. You. Yeah, and whoever I've the idiot was who was saying that you were omitted, or yeah. you know, whoever that idiot was who was t- putting the designations for the team oh, for the week, God, and a certain right. uh, list manager at Geelong. Oh mate, yeah, <laughs> coming for you, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, we got to wrap up soon. We, oh, we did get a lot of uh, listener mail here, though, because oh, a lot of people, a lot of these you've answered uh, already. I mean, uh, our old mate is a Frode in Florida. He's one of our Patreons, but I just want to worldwide. You know that? Oh, yeah. He's a Norwegian firefighter. He's a Norwegian firefighter who lives in Florida. Oh, and he's mad for the dogs. <laughs> Good on him. Can't we? we have such a diverse audience. <laughs> um, how much time are you spend in the gym each week? Well, I work there and I'm there every day. Um, oh, be ten hours a day on Monday to Friday. Oh, I've got Fridays off, but I'm still going there. And do you work out there or like is it just whenever? Because no. you're there, so you're just I'll going. coach all the classes and clean the whole thing all the time. Oh, my God. That's my main job. But um, <laughs> Glory days. I, was, I train most days, um, but at the moment I haven't been able to do like heaps of – I used to do brutal workouts, oh, my God. But now I've just sort of been doing lifting and strict strength, stuff like that, because I've just so cooked all the time. But I'm pretty strong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe you. Mordecant wants to know, did Ashley Guest ever give you hell for busting her eye up? Oh, constantly. <laughs> Always. It was her own fault. Watch the footage. She hit the back of my head. So 
I've just got a really hard head. Yeah, I, d- I never got the uh, the temptation to headbutt the back of your head. Oh, no. no not once oh, since God, that was since big, I that was cooked, that one. Oh, wow. That Look, was... The one thing, my family aren't, about, aren't uh, from, actually, we are from fighting stock. Apparently, Northern Irish uh, gypsies are pretty good at the bare knuckle stuff. Anyway, the only yeah, fighting yeah, advice. Yeah, that up. <laughs> the only fighting advice I ever got from my dad, who's from Glasgow, yep. is uh, you always headbutt with the side of your head. Oh, there you go. Well, so the, the back of my head must be hard because her face was cooked. <laughs> Um, actually, let me ask both of you. I mean, you, 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 when you come to the club or a different player comes to the club that you've had physical altercations with, how awkward is it? Um, oh, I don't know. I'm pretty good in like new situations. It's always a bit nerve-wracking. I remember um, I had a chat with Moods not long ago. I remember I think when I was getting shown through the club, she remembers going, oh, what is this C-U-N-T doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I mean, she's like, oh, but now I know I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I had that many. Like, as in, uh, who joined our club? I've no idea. Yeah, but maybe at juniors or something like someone you might have fought with. I, it more happens. Um, it more happens when you're going through like the talent pathway stuff when you're like playing you for your local that. club <laughs> and then you hate everyone that you play against and then you're all playing on the same team. But. You get over it. It depends if you're one of the better players or one of the blokes scrapping at the bottom. (laughs) I was never really down that sort of bottom end. So um, (laughs) most of the top people were pretty nice to me. All right. uh, Final one. It's just – oh, no. Okay. Let's go go a serious one. Um, Daniel wanted to know, do you think the – did the AFLW grow at the right speed from a player perspective? Would you have held off uh, for a few teams or, or done what the AFL did bring in the full 18? Yeah, uh, it's a tough one because I like I love having all the teams, but then you're not playing everyone once, so it's not mm. you know it's not great. I don't quite know if we had enough talent for that many teams, and mm. then you look at the teams at the top and the teams at the bottom. There's a big difference. Yeah. So what do you yeah. what do you think's the biggest difference? I mean, above and beyond like game plan and all that sort of stuff, are we talking like there's 15 really really strong yeah, players like, in the top, and there's I just five don't even at the know bottom? How or? North Melbourne afford that list? Like, I'm like, how you got all those people? Like, well, we've they got saved, one. They saved a lot of money before they got Clarko on because, you know, one guy was the coach, the physio, the yeah, janitor, yeah, the CEO, and the list manager all at once. They didn't have anyone. There was not one person working for that club for like three years. Well, that's so how that's they where, did it. That's how they did they it. They were saving their pennies so they could, you know, stock up the, the girls' program. We're all doing yeah. it wrong. People don't realise this, but Glenn Archer's dad had to umpire a lot of their games. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but... Uh, so, okay, if we have to cull a few teams from the AFLW, uh, do we start with Geelong first or Melbourne? Oh, they're both going so good at the moment and they play good footy. No, like Geelong are playing really good footy. No, we moment. don't care. No, this is where you play up um, to the Nuffy fans. Yeah, no. yeah. We cull Hawthorne. Can't believe they got rid of with Beck Goddard. Anyway, well, well let's, let's, she retired. Yeah, I know. It's so yeah, mysterious. It's it sounds like one of those admitted like, things yeah, that you mentioned like before. a tap on the shoulder. We're not offering your contract, so you should retire. And she's awesome. Like, yeah. I've, one of the, like genuinely, a, a, I would call her a friend. She's, yeah. she, anyway. Well, let's, the girls love her too. I yeah. hear good things. So Very mysterious. I was a bit shocked at anyway, that too. Anyway, this isn't Hawthorne podcast. Um, Thank God for that. <laughs> Can you imagine the hell? I mean, I've only I've only played him in one final, and we won. So yeah, that's right. That's undefeated. <laughs> undefeated in finals. Tom Boyd. I don't know if you know yeah, that. Yeah. Well, we don't talk about that enough. Um, finals. True. Uh, You're final undefeated question. too. <laughs> final question. Uh, what is uh, from Tianu? Uh, he's got a few, but I, I like this one the best. What was your favourite goal that you kicked? 
Oh, the I was playing for Geelong and I. No, I know. Wrong, uh, bro, wrong. I Did she get confused again about <laughs> which podcast she, she has? Uh, Is that a symptom? Right, I'll give you a goal you from too each much team. Potassium? No, I'll give you a goal from each team. We don't want to hear the Melbourne yeah. one. Oh, it wasn't even that good. So, meh, move on. Right. But the Geelong one where I handballed okay. it to myself was all right. I yeah, didn't that mind was that fun. one. Um, and it was on I. Running away from Evie Gooch, and she's a cro- another CrossFit coach. So went, as soon as I kicked the goal, she just high fived me and was like, "Yeah, not bad." So I was, I enjoyed that. That, was that would good. never happen in the men's. No, yeah. there's no way. No, it was really good because he knows if, whoever was chasing you in this magical scenario is about to get abused by his coach straight yes. afterwards for high five. No, no, it was good. She's great. Um, it's so funny. And then the Bulldogs won probably that one I kicked off the ground that just randomly dribbled in. Hey, I set the scene. Set the scene. We all want to pick. Who was it against? Uh, who was it? GWS. Awesome. Oh. Um, <laughs> Look at Boyd. <Bobby. laughs> <laughs> Nothing I better. I think it was the Sealer, actually, because we only won by like five points. Yeah. Six points. What, so like what that. year? Now, where, um, where, where do we look up on YouTube? Oh, God, I get really confused now because we had the two seasons in one. And then oh, I was like, yeah. how many seasons have I even played of, for Bulldogs? I don't even know. It was round one of maybe 22.1. It would be the first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we did well in that. And the I, at Icon, yeah. And then we – no, actually, sorry, I lie. It must have been the second one because we had COVID that first year when we got cooked. Oh, by the Ds. Yeah. But we just got right. – like after that we were playing games every three, four days because yeah. we missed two. So that season was interesting. But, yeah, so that game, that one was pretty good. But I enjoyed the left foot snap, my first goal this year and my first game back. Who was that against? That's a great question. Thank you. Who was it against? She's softballing you with compliments. St Kilda, maybe? I can't remember. Nah, oh, yeah. We like kicking goals against St Kilda, too. Yeah, that was a, that was a rough yeah, bunch to lose. Yeah, just banged on the That was the first one back at Witten. Went in. Yeah, it was the first one back at Witten. <coughs> yeah. Can't stand them, either. They're on the show. Oh, St Kilda. Yeah. Oh, totally. Let's oh. cull them. They bloody beat us. Oh. I, res- I was there. But everyone awesome. really got everyone. around me because it was my first <laughs> game back after not having a waiver, not passing my blood tests. Didn't think I was going to play. I got back, so they were. Admittedly, I thought you were going to say everyone beat us. <laughs> no, well, they West did, Coast did. Except West yeah, Coast. Except I don't West Coast. Know. Rocky, genuinely, thank you so much for coming on. We, um, if you want to hear a bit more of a conversation with Rocky, please subscribe to our Patreon. Starts at only five bucks a month, but if you add more money, you get more stuff. You get stubby holders and Boydie's book, and, uh, and you can mow the lawn. Where do I sign up? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash Danny Boyd Bulldogs. Bulldogs. That's it. Well done. Uh, which I've which never got. looked at. <laughs> what are you doing? Just don't say that. Oh, not, oh, well, I'm not. I'm not listening to ourselves. I, I have enough time in my own head to listen to myself on a podcast. Uh, so, um, but yes, please uh, follow Rocky. And if you live in Geelong and you want to get yes. fit, yeah, we're going to tag the address and everything in the in the post. Yeah, hit me so. up. Yeah, go down. Great and place to be. And if you just how much does it cost? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Expensive. <laughs> I was going to say double but whatever you said. Yeah, hundred dollars. No, I'm kidding. well, whatever's you know. Hey, you, you, you reasonable you for CrossFit. Damn straight. <laughs> you got you're paying for the 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 wagyu t bone steak exactly. of CrossFitness. Mm. The elite. Don't accept if then you know not so much protein. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, not, <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. I gave my childhood to that role of the red, white, and blue sea. And the knowledge that you had to love The Bulldog Boys and me Twenty years on, I feel that longing Hanging in September air But the reason I go every week Is to pretend you're still there 
And they will find the glory one day And I will throw it at your feet It's a long, long road they're running for you The dogs of Footscray streets Long, long road they're running for you. The dogs and Footscray streets.